Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's up, everybody? I'm Frank Furter. That is Magically Average. This is Baka Bites. Today, we are going to be talking about our favorite animes in a 3 by 3 Basically, just realized that I had the B-roll script up, so you will see my list right now. Um... Basically professionals, we professionals. That we are. Um, if you don't know what a three by three is, is basically just putting your three or nine favorite shows or whatever the criteria is in just a three by three panel. Uh, for my list, alert, it makes a square. It does, unless you're just using really fucking weird shapes. But anyways, I don't know. Rhombus? Rhombi? Use rhombi? Rhombuses? I'll let you think through that. Anyways. And, but I'll let you keep going, too. Anyways, uh, we're going to be discussing our favorite uh, anime shows in a 3x3. Three three. The list that is up currently is mine. Uh, we will start from the top left, wake our way right, and not in a snake order, but, you know, is what it is. So, top uh, row, we have Cowboy Bebop. Odd Taxi, and Bochi the Rock, Middle Row, Gurren Lagan, Toradora, Kaguya-sama, and then in the bottom row we have Don Machi, aka Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, Maiden Abyss, and Neon Genesis Evangelion. I think, overall, this is like a pretty tame list. This is pretty vanilla, as lists kind of go. There are, like, I feel like notable things of, like, people would be like, but why don't you have Brotherhood on here? Or why don't you have this other amazing slice of life or this other amazing action show? Why are none of the big three on here? Well, it's because I don't care. I, I really don't. Um, Never seen Naruto. I watched Bleach. I thought it was fun. It's not my favorite. I thought it was fun, but that's about it. 
and I have not seen One Piece. So, yeah. But um, to kind of go through it, I think Cowboy Bebop is definitely my favorite show just of all time in general. It's something I've rewatched multiple times, and I pretty much rewatch at least once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, th- it was like the first show that came to mind of like, okay, let's put this in here. And then it became what comes after that. And I think the top two or like the two shows in the top row that other than Cowboy Bebop, these are the two shows that have been on my mind the like for months after watching it. So Odd Taxi and Bochi the Rock. Odd Taxi was just a fantastic, uh, not slice of life, but like not necessarily thriller, but kind of like a mystery whodunit type uh for the lack of a better word, thriller show that I thoroughly enjoyed. And a lot of people did, and it was up for anime of the year, but it lost to, I think, fucking Attack on Titan season four, part one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. One of the parts, who knows? But um, Odd Taxi was just a great show overall. The plot was phenomenal. Everything was a Chekhov's gun, and the pacing was great. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And then top right, Bochi the Rock. You and I have discussed it at length. It's just, it's so good. Whether it be mm-hmm. the music, whether it be the characters and just their personalities, there's something in that show that everybody can cling on to and, be, and relate to in that show. Yes? Oh, I was, you said cling on, and so I was... Oh, just doing the live long and yeah. prosper. Yeah. Yep. But, um, yeah, I, like, I listened still to the music from that, show like the soundtrack from the show because the music in general yeah. is just so good i don't, I don't know do you first have any being a, first of it being a music anime it is it, it's like it if you are a music anime and your music is just forgettable then you're not truly a great music anime but bochi the rock's music was really fucking good even yeah. though I may not understand the words, I can still appreciate the artistry that goes into it, like the, you know, the instruments and everything else that goes into it, and I thought it was great. But, um, top row, any comments, thoughts, etc.? Um, no. No, I think it's a larger commentary when I give my list, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we both really enjoyed Odd Taxi and Bochi the Rock, so that doesn't surprise me. I guess to what you were saying before, what surprises me the most is that there are, looking at your list, a lot of probably like, we'll say half newer shows than, you know, older completed shows. Because some of these, we don't know if they've, you know, compl- like I've totally finished yet or not. Yeah. So, that's my only comment. But no, I mean, Odd Taxi was wonderful. It, um, it was one of the few like mystery um, thrillers that caught my attention just from the world and the way the pacing, um, the characters, the huge twists at like basically every episode. Um, so yeah, I thought it got snubbed and then Bochi the rock was next to Kayon, like one of the best music Slice of life. I still need to watch K on. It's been on the backlist, the backlog for forever. I just have yet to watch it. Yeah. 
everyone's just like, there's nothing better than K-On! And I'm like, trust me, there's always going to be something better than whatever anime that you like, based on whoever else's feelings and thoughts on it. Yeah, just, just it's like all how, opinionated. Just like how our 3 by 3s are probably going to make some people go, yeah, I agree, and some people go, you guys are fucking stupid, so it's just, we don't care. It's That's the beauty of having a, an opinion and you know your own personal interests and preferences. So... No, I, I think the top ones, I, I, I do will say, though, I like seeing Cowboy Bebop next to Odd Taxi and Bochi. Yeah, it is kind of funny and polarizing of, just contrast, having, yeah. of having two brand new shows essentially next to something that is like classic and revered, like highly revered. Yeah, um, like at this point, like what, 22 years old? 2001, it finished airing. So, yeah, about 22 years yeah, old. 22 years, yeah. Um, but to put into perspective, you said shows that, you know, might not be done. The source material for all of these, only three of them are still ongoing, being Maiden Abyss, uh, Don Machi, and uh, Bochi the Rock. Right. Yeah, Every, yeah. Everything else has a source material that has been finished. So Grand Lagan, which was an original, Orodora, which is finished, uh, Kaguya-sama, which is finished, and Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is also finished. But yeah. for the middle row, we have Gurren Lagann, um, Toradora, and good old Kaguya-sama. I think with season three of Kaguya-sama, that's what put it up and over that bar of just making a show that was good and funny to something that was just great. That mm-hmm. was phenomenally great. And mm-hmm. I think because like it was a bunch of running gags with a little bit of plot, and then season three came out, and it's like, okay, let's kick the plot into overdrive. Let's let's get this this ball rolling. Let's let's go there. And yeah. I think that the way it was laid out, the way it was done, everything about it was done correctly. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it to the point where I went out and read the remaining of the source material uh, when it was completed. So the ending uh, of season three and the movie, I guess, even two. Um, is just really good and kind of put it in that upper echelon for me. Um, Toradora. Toradora was one of the first uh, slice of life slash romance animes that I've seen or that I watch personally. And mm-hmm. I still think that it holds up to this day. Like the highs are high and the lows are lows. Like I st- the emotional beats in that show still hit really home to me and they really are good. They don't feel cheap, and then the the laughs are still there for me. Like, the jokes aren't stale after all this time. Yeah. So I, I thoroughly enjoy Toradora. It's something that I also watch at least once a year. And then Girl in the Gone is a show that I rewatch maybe once every two years or so. It's just ridiculous. It's fun. It's over the top. It's basically a Studio Trigger show without being Studio... Like, before Studio Trigger was a thing. Like it was comprised of all the Studio Trigger people at a different studio, and then they broke off to make Studio Trigger. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's if you haven't seen Grand Lagan, the first time I tried watching it, I dropped it after like two episodes. I was like, this is just kind of, eh, is kind of weird and boring and dull. And then after like episode three, it really kicks it into overdrive and really gets the ball rolling. And once it starts, it it really doesn't stop until the end. And it does have like. Studio Trigger is really known for kind of jumping sharks at the end of the the series. And this is kind of no, you know, different from that in which 
something fucking weird and magical happens at the very end and it's just like you know what yeah this anime, is signer, signature anime fairy magic yeah this is a signature studio trigger this is fucking bizarre but i love every fucking moment of it if you like if you watch the movie promare and haven't seen grand lagon you'll absolutely love it but that's my middle row uh other than kaguya-sama have you seen grand lagon or toradora nope most of the rest of them i haven't seen there's only two so i've seen kaguya and i've seen Don Machi, but I haven't seen the rest of yours. So Gurren, Toradora, Made in Abyss, or Neon Genesis. Okay, so from the middle and bottom row, you've just only seen two of the six. Yep. Fair enough. I think um, Gurren Lagan would be a hard sell to new anime people unless it's like somebody with high energy and is just like likes that kind of ridiculousness because it is very much so that. But I think like for new anime fans, Toradora is an easy sell. Um, there's some weird things in it, but it's really easy to overlook. It's it's pretty vanilla, but it's very mm-hmm. good. It's it's a good vanilla that everybody enjoys, I feel like. It may not be the best, it may not be revolutionary, but for the time, it was really good. And I still yeah. thoroughly enjoy it. But bottom row, uh, we got Don Machi, a.k.a. Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, Maiden Abyss, and Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, NGE is something that I watched early on in my anime viewing time. I don't know, whenever I started watching anime a lot. Um, And it was something that I didn't quite understand, still don't quite understand the ending because it's fucking weird, but everything before that is fucking amazing. It's awesome. It's fun. It's a little weird at times. I'm I'm not going to lie. It is kind of a hard sell sometimes with the shit that Shinji does uh, and the shit that he goes through. But it's it's a great series overall. Like I, I really thoroughly enjoy it, and the just the mecha aspect of it is fantastic. I, I think that it's it's really hard to beat the mecha action in that show compared to others. I mean, Gundam mm-hmm. is good and all, but you know this this is just pure raw. Fucking, it's so good. It's yeah. Anyways. Everybody knows an NGE. If they don't, yeah. they, they know. A, if they haven't watched it, they know a decent chunk about it. So it is what it is. But um, mm-hmm. Made in Abyss, I feel like, is one of those shows that is weird to put on here. Um, by no means is it a show that I will ever recommend to somebody, even though I would really would love for more people to watch it, um, because it is super brutal. It is a very hard show to stomach at times. Because it revolves around children and children getting hurt in not a funny way, in a very bad negative way. Um, Because the world they live in is brutal, but it's such a fucking good show. The storytelling in it is great. The world building in it is amazing. The music is phenomenal. And the characters are just well-written characters. I think everything about the show and the characters' motivations, like, like... all everything about the show is stellar. It just so happens to also be brutal and be about children. By no means is it a, ch- a children's show, but I I thoroughly enjoy it. It's a show that not a lot of people have seen or have continued watching after season one. I feel like, but it is definitely a show that I feel like deserves more recognition than it than it actually gets. Yeah, who doesn't like seeing kids get mutilated? I mean, I personally bleeding don't from mind the it. eyes and all that. Yeah, Who yeah. Knows? But um, yeah, that would be uh, Made in Abyss. But then Don Machi, 
I feel like this one out of everything on this list really does need an explanation as to why the fuck this is one of my favorite shows. I mean, yeah, but well, all right, do your spiel. I so, guess. Everybody would, if they think of, is it wrong to try to pick up in a dungeon? They're like, oh, it's just another harem show. It's, it's whatever. It's fine. There's a lot of fan service, etc. Yeah. Yeah, it is a harem show. Yeah, there is fan service, but I think once you get past a certain point in season one, that fan service goes down a hell of a lot. It's there, but not like as pronounced. It's not in your face as much mm -hmm. as it was at the very beginning. I feel like sometimes it just draws that type of audience in and then they stay for the plot and everything else. Because... To me, Don Machi, other you know, putting fan service uh, away or off to the side, and the the harem part to an extent off to the side. The world building in this show is fucking fantastic. I think yeah. the anime does a little bit of a weaker job than what the novels and or manga does. But between the main series of Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon and the side series, which is the Sword Oratoria, those like. The world building that it does and the character development that it does for the major familias is fantastic. And then also, on the other hand, the thing that I really like about it at its core is that it's another story, a very, very different story of gods coming to Earth and living like mortals. Yeah, sure, they can't die or they, they are immortal unless, you know, things happen. Like they live for centuries and they go mm. through different children and everything else. But it's also like it's not just one set religion. It's not like, oh, it's God, it's so oh, it's Buddha, or you know, it's different gods from different mythologies. It's like North, Greek, etc. There's so many different mythology gods in this show that are just mishmash into one world that I think that, that aspect of it is really cool that you can have these different you know, mythological gods live simultaneously in the same world and how they interact with each other. So to yeah. me, that that aspect of it as well is something that I, I really enjoy. But I definitely, I really do enjoy the anime. I do think the source material is a bit better uh, at explaining a little bit more of the world and the characters and their feelings, etc. But overall, it's a really good show and it like the animation to boot is pretty damn good too there are yeah. times where it it isn't the cleanest it isn't the prettiest and the fight scenes are just kind of generic but there are some fight scenes in this that just get your blood fucking pumping and it is awesome and the the music that coincides with those fight scenes are fucking fantastic as well so to me it's such a fun show for me to watch that i had to include it in my list yeah, no, I mean, I I understand your point about how people might be like, Don Machi, weird one. But yeah, to everything you said, in terms of an Isek, or not even Isekai, excuse me, in terms of an adventure-style game, okay, God, I'm, my brain is just so slow right now, That's and all lagging good, behind everything I want to say. In terms of an adventure-style anime, the... The world building is great for it. I wouldn't say it's the best by any means. Um, and this is coming from someone who's only currently watched the anime. I have 
most of the manga for both the main storyline and the the spin-off uh, storyline as well. But the world building is is great. The character development is is there. It's it's nothing superb. I think the biggest aspect is what you pointed out is the characters themselves because you have this these interactions between different deities and how factions are created and the the role that each faction and familia has within the city. You also have the mysteries of the dungeon that kind of tie into the world building aspect, but then there's some deeper layer that has a relationship with the deities. Like there's so much that goes into like every little bit of it that, you know, if you, if you focus on each one, like with a microscope, it doesn't seem that interesting or intriguing. But if you look at, you know, the entirety of the picture, you start to realize like, oh, this has so many different layers. There's so many different aspects that are like all connected with one another that it, it is a really, really good show. Because, yeah, people probably, probably just looked at it and read the title and were like, oh, this is fan service harem 2.0. Cool. And yeah, there's definitely that there. There's... Um, you know, you're, there's no way around around it, especially in the first season. Yeah. But once you start to get into more of the story, you start to develop more of like the the dungeon, the creatures inside, and that aspect. You start to it starts to very much branch away from this, you know, jiggly. Oh my gosh, look at me! To this is fucking intense and real and. I don't even care about the women anymore. Just show me the big burly men doing manly men things. Give me another Minotaur <laughs> fight. Yeah, that too. Yeah, but that's my that's my three by three. Um, there are some like honorable mentions. I feel like that I could have put on here that I didn't. Um, season one of uh, shit. Uh, Promise Neverland. Mm -hmm. that one is a huge one for me i think season one is one of the best seasons of anime to exist um but season two mm -hmm. just completely fucking ruined everything um another one that i know that i should have put on there but i didn't because i was like you know what i only watch it every so often uh or on high school host club it's another show that i absolutely adore i think is fantastic and mm -hmm. I rewatch it, you know, every year and a half or so. It's it's just a good, feel-good show for me that I can revisit and just laugh at all the funny bits because all those funny bits are still funny to me. There's no, There are some emotional kind of beats, but they're not the greatest. Um, it's more so of a just straight comedy, in my opinion, that I really enjoy. But that's kind of why I put... Toradora over Oran High School Host Club because there mm -hmm. are a bit more emotional beats to Toradora than Oran and they still hit with me and I, I really enjoy that so that is why I put that in there and why I left Oran out because those two uh, those two shows that I mentioned or actually I think I mentioned three I don't remember um, I could have put them on there but I think that this was a more stronger list for me and my favoritism so that was my list Sir Magically Average, your list here. We'll I like how we use the same fucking image, too. Continue. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, we only have two that are the same in our list, it looks like. Yep. So I like, I like that piece. But we'll just go row by row. So my top row um, are Cowboy Bebop, Fully Cooly, and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Cowboy Bebop, I don't think 
there's much more I need to say on it. This was also one of the first ones that I ever watched. Um, and it's one I will continuously go back and watch because it's always entertaining to me. It is there. There are only a select like a handful of anime that are able to transcend the years and still carry with it like the same feeling across you know from year to year to year because like when you mentioned around high school host club i was thinking that is interesting you didn't put there put that in your you know your three by three but there are some pieces to it that are not as tasteful nowadays as they were maybe when they came out right there's some aspects that might not might not be appropriate or might not be you know viewed in the same manner today versus when it was airing and Mm -hmm. That's that's the same for many many anime. I can I um, can say that about one of the ones on your list. Like I have not read or sorry, I've not watched Soul Eater, but I've read a majority of it. I'm, oh yeah. I'm reading the perfect editions now, and by no means does that hold up at the very beginning, like the very first like volume or two. Yeah, no, there's yeah, that's it's and it's a very common thing because part of you know anime is also taking in like some you know relatively speaking at times it's not a one-size-fits-all formula by any means but you try to take in current you know trends and current uh cultural societal however you want to you know however you want to think look at it a good way of phrasing it Uh, is like taking in your current feelings and how you view the world now compared to when you may have first watched it yeah but i'm also speaking to like the, the anime themselves too mm-hmm. like there, there's there's aspects in the writing the the speech the actions the mannerisms that are you can tie to when it was made right and and that might not be something that comes forward when you watch it 5 10 15 20 years later yeah you know it might it might feel kind of weird um in, in that you know you're not watching it in that time period but cowboy bebop does not have that issue. Cowboy Bebop is, again, it, personal opinion, but I believe one of the best made anime ever to have been created. Um, and for as many times as I've watched it, I will go back and still find new things and still experience those same feelings of when I watched it originally. And I just, it's, yeah, it's one of those ones that will never, ever, ever lose its its true value in terms of like what it's done to anime either. Yeah, so I agree. That is that's a staple on the list. Fully Cooly is one that I stumbled on when I was watching anime growing up on uh, Toonami, and it was so crazy and it was so wild, it was so extraordinary that I, I could not get myself to to pull away. And I just kept going back and watching it. And it was only six episodes. And I, but I kept watching the same episodes over and over, just trying to figure out what the fuck I'm watching. And I still can't <laughs> figure out what I watched. I still don't know what it is. It like even the even the anime is like they, they say fully coolie. And he's like, what's fully coolie? And the dad tries to explain it. It's like a feeling. It's like a I don't. It's just kind of there. Fully coolie. Like, they don't even know what it is. And that's what I feel about this anime, too. I don't know what it is. But it's it's so unique. The art style is incredible. The music is great. The, the story 
however you want to puzzle piece mash it together is intriguing um and how every episode flows is very you know it's very nice you know there's there's not any real period in which i kind of like was like i kind of want to skip this part or you know i can probably fast forward over this next couple minutes it was like no every single episode minute i was focused trying to figure out what the hell i'm watching what are they doing what's going on and again still can't figure it out all i know is that there's these giant ironing machines with big hands that are gonna flatten smooth out the earth and make everyone into smooth brains and yeah. that's and there's a giant uh, red crimson king that wants a guitar that's inside a small boy who gets his, hit by a vespa and becomes best friends with a robot um that eats him half the time so uh, basically what i'm saying is fully coolie is a mecca there is a lot of uh different ways to interpret that show because like yeah uh, to me like, yeah the... there's and there's no one right way either Correct. like everyone's everyone's interpretation everyone's thoughts and perspectives on on the anime no matter what you get from it you you can't ever look at someone and say you're wrong yeah like to me i feel it, like the ironing the giant irons that you're like oh we're gonna smoothen out the world to me it's like that reminds that's just like to me mega corporations and they're gonna squash anything that tries to oppose it like that's that's my f- interpretation of those giant irons and like hey no you're not gonna be weird you're not gonna be different you're not you're just gonna conform to us and be one of us like that's that's my like there's so many different ways of interpreting the show and i've, mm-hmm. I've read a bunch of theories I've read a bunch of just uh, read and watched a bunch of different theories and uh, opinions on the show. And mm. I think to me, that one is like what resonated most with me about that one specific part of the show, because there are so many different parts of the show where you have, yeah, the pirate King who's looking for his treasure. You have the girl chasing the pirate King, but also kind of flirting with everybody along the way. And then you have the robot who you think is a Mecca riding in a human, uh, uh he is a mecca because he eats the human and the human is able to operate with inside inside him kind of sort of maybe so but i believe by definition that's a mecca so same with attack on titan is a mecca anime which is hilarious it's a flesh mecca but um yeah no there's fully coolly I, I do agree is a great opinion piece and it, it is a bold one to put on here but at the same time i can't tell you what your favorite is like this is it's a great show to oh. talk about yeah and and i'll i was gonna wrap up the ending of my list by saying it but i'll i'll continue on and we can talk about it in a bit but my my list is it has a very specific purpose behind it um so my last one in the top row is fulman alchemist brotherhood which i kind of want to do a split and also say fulman alchemist because i watched full metal alchemist all the way through and i i loved it and then i read full metal alchemist brotherhood all all of the manga i had the full box set it was great I loved it, and then I watched Brotherhood, and I also loved it. I loved all of it. Brotherhood was, Fullmetal Alchemist was one of the first anime that I read all the way through, um, because at the time I was reading One Piece and Bleach, and neither of them had finished, obviously. Um, And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to continue reading this, and then I found out about Fullmetal Alchemist. I watched it, learned about the story, about how it's not the true story Brotherhood is, so then I was like, okay, well, I want to read it, so then I read it, I and yeah it's i mean it's on the top of my anime list for a reason um i don't want to nor need to go into why it's great because it just is like it's the world itself is so it's so interesting from the very beginning 
like there's there's so many different aspects to how they were able to build out the world and what transpires within the world that every single character seems like they have a different perspective on it which just only adds to the world building piece itself it it's one of the few anime too that's made me cry multiple times too and still will to this day make me cry um yeah it's it's just it's it's wonderful again it's on the top of many people's list for a very valid reason in that it's got it's got action it's got you know your your very emotional scenes it's got your adventure style aspects to it too it's got incredible characters there has a sprinkling of humor which is good because the world can be very bleak at times like it hits almost every box you'd want in what i would classify as being a you know traditional action anime and it again it's at the top of everyone list everyone's list for very valid reasons hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yep. Yep, it is. So. Um, all right, second row. We got JoJo. And that encompasses all JoJo with an explanation behind that too. Uh, Bleach and Soul Eater, as Frank said earlier. So JoJo's is one that I've watched all the way through and I'm currently reading all the way through. I'm on part eight, JoJo Leon. I've read through part seven. It is and probably will be my favorite part, especially once it gets an anime. Um, this series exemplifies what, an anime can do in terms of chaoticness like how the the <laughs> farthest the farthest reaches like i i know we i talked about fully coolie and how it's like crazy and, and out of this world jojo's extends beyond that and pushes the boundaries to just what people will just say you know what yeah that that that's possible to an anime to, to like the it, it really stretches it very 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 thin but the way they get, the way that Hiroki Araki, I think it's, yeah, um, the author, uh, the way he gets by it is with incredible art, amazing characters, and compelling storytelling. And every single part has that. I know people will argue that parts one and two are boring, and some people actually prefer one and two over the others. Um that doesn't yeah, matter it, it, it does it, get more bizarre as it goes down yeah i mean well I mean, th let's be real here though the first 
the first part <laughs> takes place in like the 1800s. Late, yeah, the late 1800s. And it's about a guy that can take the power of the sun, put it into his fist, and he punches vampires into oblivion. And then he, he that I won't spoil it for those who haven't watched it or, or read it. Um, but yeah, but like the first two seasons are using the, uh, an ability called Hamon, which is just taking the power of the sun. Basically, they turn themselves into solar panels and then they expel that energy out through their fists and uh... then weapons at times, too. I love um, I love that they completely like they did the first two seasons just focusing on Hamon and then so, after that just completely ditch it. Just like So I need <laughs> I need to read I need to read the the image I have up is actually from uh the JoJo's magazine that I actually purchased when I was in Japan. Um it's all in Japanese, but I need to find the translation of the English uh version because I, I think he the, the author explains why there was a switch and I want to say, and again, I, I don't want to fully quote him, but I want to say what I've heard before is that basically he was just like, he had the idea of that, like Hamon, like wasn't going to go that far and he wanted to do something different. And so he developed the idea of like stands using like, you know, a similar, the similar concept of like spiritual energy. Yeah. Um, and the, the part three, when they start using stands is, is all the stands are named after, different tarot cards and then that's now just expounded into stands are basically named after like musicians and movies and and songs and a whole bunch of stuff yeah the um, amount of music references in this series in general is astounding oh yeah oh yeah my favorite part part four the one of the best villains i think of all time across all anime his stand is killer queen and one of its abilities is called bites the dust incredible absolutely incredible but I Jojo's if you've never seen it, um I would highly suggest looking up the, the manga art. Um because it, it it is it's beautiful. It it's honestly some of the best drawn, aesthetically pleasing art I've I've ever seen adapted like into a comic book. Um, his, the author's artist, he's so notorious for his style that he's had numerous galleries, one being at the Louvre, uh, for Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Like he, he drew and painted these giant canvases of different characters that were hung up at the Louvre in Paris, France. Yeah. And it's for a manga series. Like it, I, I, I don't. I'm not meaning to sound like make it super grandiose, but there's a, like, that's, that's astounding. Um, I don't think there's many, if any manga artists or comic book artists that can say that they've had art displayed at the Louvre. Yeah. Um, so the art style is impeccable. The, the characters, again, I, I think we don't really have to go too deep into it, but they're so well rounded they they have real depth to them their development throughout each arc and that's kind of the beauty of it too is that jojo's each arc is sort of you have different characters throughout um not spoiler but spoiler i guess they're like you you meet so many different characters and not just the jojos but all the other ones too that are are you they're very meaningful and impactful and they provide so much to the story 
that you 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 know it doesn't have to cr- rely on the crutch of the main character they can balance off of the other side characters because they give purpose to the actual series and then the storytelling leads into the absurdity of it but like every single arc has is in is in a, a unique setting has those unique characters it has their you know task their 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 mission ahead of them sometimes more clear than others um and every time you can assume that it's not going to go the right way because it never does it is a bizarre adventure for a reason shit goes down nothing is easy yep but the way that the episodes flow and how everything again sort of connects and builds upon itself towards that larger you know ending goal is incredible it's impeccable i i can't speak more highly about this show if you've never seen it there's six parts out there's a lot of episodes i know but just give it a try and don't skip one and two one and two are still meaningful to jojos even though they have different quote-unquote powers but it it's it's an incredible, incredible series, and I'm I'm so excited that it's just continuing on with part nine now. Um, but I'm going to be waiting patiently for when people stop debating me and there's an actual official announcement that Steel Ball Run is going to be released as an anime. So you'll know it because fingers. JoJo, like the I guess entity company, whatever it is that's behind it, that they do events for their announcements. Yeah. So you'll know when Steel Ball Run's getting announced. There <sighs> yeah. will be an event around it. Yeah. So just wait and see. But you got five more shows. Let's try and get yeah, these, them a little these bit next quicker. Two, these next two are going to be quick. Bleach was one of my first of the big three. I, there's really no more I can say about it. It's just there's a lot of meaning behind it for me. It's it's more personal than anything. Um, I find it very interesting. I find it uh, very entertaining. Um, especially with Thousand Year Blood War that came out and the next arc that's coming out, I think this next upcoming season. season. Yep, next yep. season. So no, it's just it's it's my favorite of the big three. I've watched uh, a portion of One Piece as it was airing. I've watched a portion of Naruto as it was airing as well. They just didn't drag me in and really captivate me as much as Bleach did. Um, and then Soul Eater was one I threw up there because, and this is going to lead into the larger discussion of my list, but. The art style, the story, the characters all were really unique and interesting. Like I liked like I liked the concept of like you know, them hunting down these bad things and they all had like relations to mythical creatures and, and other like historical figures too. Like episode one, they were hunting down um Jack the Ripper, which I was like, Oh, that kind of interesting, okay. And then there's Medusa, there's uh Stein for you know, Frankenstein's monster, like and, and Frankenstein the Doctor. Um like all those little kind of weird, quirky things about it, like really, I found interesting. Then the story was great too. It, for those who have only watched and not read, um, like myself, uh, the, the ending is pretty piss poor, but everything leading up to it, I thought was was really, really interesting and entertaining. Um, and it just kind of again, it's one of those ones that holds a special place in my heart for the type of anime that I watched when I was getting back into it. Yeah, that's fair. I'm currently reading it. I've never watched it, but I'm reading it. And once you get past probably the first like two volumes, uh, it it transforms from being a little bit of fan servicey and like, oh, this is kind of 
this hasn't aged very well too okay i see where they're going with this the bigger broader story and then getting into it and it, it is a very good compelling story so yeah i think it'll be something that i watch after i completely read the entirety of it once it's all out because i've been reading the perfect editions uh so once i finish reading it i'll I'll definitely go back and watch it but i i have been enjoying what i've read so far yeah i, I was gonna say don't hold your breath too much um i will say the intro song's pretty banger pretty much it's a pretty good banger but um yeah the ending is is kind of lackluster but yeah. anyway my last row is all my slice of life babies um my dress up darling miss kobayashi's dragon maid and bochi i'm not gonna talk about bochi because frank did and he said everything that i was basically gonna say um these two probably are gonna be everyone's like what the fuck why but there's valid reasons behind it uh the main one being it's my opinion so i don't give a shit about what you think um and then my actual explanation though is my just darling is they're they're both series that i've been reading as well and i'm 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 one volume behind on my dress up darling but i've fully caught up on my kobayashi's dragon maid they are both slice of life that have really caught me off guard like it it, like made me go completely like 180 in terms of how i was going to view it to begin with my dress up darling less so than miss kobayashi because my dress up darling i had been reading by the time the anime was released but for for my dress up darling there the fact that they were able to capture what goes into cosplaying and make that into an anime or a manga series and then adapt it into an anime which is gorgeous by the way it is it's visually stunning there's so many different aspects to it that just made me go like actually audibly say wow when i was watching it because i just i was blown away by how they were able to adapt the manga series in the way that i the author would want to into the anime and they did it perfectly um was that done by pa works it was done by cloverworks i think that's right you're right um continue sorry no you're good the the larger message behind this anime has really come out more and more in the manga. And that's what really I, I enjoy the most out of it. It's the message is just don't be afraid to be yourself. And it's something that's a lot of anime do, but it never comes off. Well, I guess it never comes off in a way that you would look like no one's watching an action superhero anime where this the hero goes if you believe in yourself you can do anything in the world and he goes off and like throws a building at an enemy and then they explode right and you're like i cool thanks for the message i'll go home and i guess try to do the dishes this time and then i'll feel like a hero uh great it's not like, an afterthought it does well it, it it's not relatable like it's just they just say the message but there's nothing that's conveyed in the actual anime that makes you go yeah you know what you're right like you can you can actually like physically like you can visually see it happening or you can hear conversations and go you know what i've i've experienced this before i kind of get that my dress up darling was the first anime that i watched that had this message and i went holy shit i finally get it and it's finally accurately portrayed in an anime where a character has a very niche hobby or interest or whatever and different from the norm yeah it and has fears about bringing it forward for 
you know, valid personal reasons and comes across a character who is polar opposite that also has a niche hobby or an interest that also kind of struggles with the idea of coming forward and being like, yeah, I like this too. And both through the different means come to terms with their interests and, and are able to adapt and understand just how their hobbies make them feel and that they shouldn't be ashamed of it. And it, it's the fact that they do it in different ways and the fact that they feed off each other when they're coming to their own conclusions and their own like solutions to, to, you know, be themselves in a comfortable environment is beautiful. Like reading it too, there's, there's a lot of different pieces. It's one of the few anime or few manga series that talks about cross-dressing in a very positive light and a very like approachable light where it's not like not bashing the series. Cause I also love it, but it's not like Comey can't communicate where it's done in more of a humorous way. And it's kind of a little insensitive. Ambiguous. Yeah. Well, it's, it's very ambiguous in terms of like, what is the real message that they're trying to send? Yeah. But sometimes it's like they, the character uses it for like personal gains. And it's like, that's kind of weird and sleazy. But then you have My Dress of Darling where it's like, no, this character, multiple characters actually, are, mm -hmm. are going through situations in which they have, they're more comfortable cross-dressing or they're more comfortable being referred to as a, you know, a man or a woman if, they are, you know, if they're actually the opposite sex. It is, it, it, it's so well-rounded. It's so well done. I, like, there is fan service. I, I, whatever I, I don't care at this point because if you're focused so much on the fan service you're missing everything else about this anime yeah. um and it's not finished it's still going on there's fingers crossed the second season coming out soon but the the source material is continuing on slowly but surely and i'm, I'm loving every single bit of it it is one of the best in, in my opinion one of the best slice of lives for a very like specific thing it's not your standard school romance slice of life it's a very like niche area niche hobby all about cosplay that is wonderful in so many different ways um and then my miss kobayashi's dragon maid extremely fan servicey a and, wee bit and people complain about all different aspects of it and i am tired and sick and tired of hearing people say comments like that because as, as i explained all the time and I can't explain it anymore, so I'm not even going to talk about it. But the one thing I will say is this anime caught me off guard because of the animation. This slice of life about a dragon who becomes a maid of a woman that lives in an apartment with another dragon and then has friends with a bunch of other dragons around town somehow um, has some of the best fight scenes, plural. There's not a one-time event, plural. I've seen in an anime than most action adventure anime. Yeah, it's like it, it's, those it's scenes far, are on par with like fate, the fate action yes, scenes. They are on par with fate. They're on par with like fucking Demon Slayer, which Ufotable does both fate and Demon Slayer, I believe. Like the animation yeah. blew my mind. Um, and you know it's I, I like the aspect I like dragon like that they're cool I like the fact that she's just like nope I'm gonna be your maid because you saved me the the reason that this is on my list though is because I've read so far 
so much further than what where the source material is out. And the author actually has deviated very far from like the we're just gonna make this cutesy and fun and just gonna be about them having fun times together in their small town. Yay. To like we're gonna get into more serious shit. Um and it's gonna be more intense and there's actually likely gonna be um some casualties. <laughs> Survive. Maybe? Yeah. And I like the I like the flip because you still have the slice of life pieces. You still have the the cute pieces to it as well because you can't you can't just like completely do a 180 and then make this like a dark turn of like dragon wars <laughs> where they're just fighting episode to episode. But what the author's done is that he's given the 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 characters so much more depth and meaning beyond you know just them growing as friends and family with one another yeah. like um small spoiler but not it's nothing too crazy uh kana who is the um small white-haired dragon um she gets like her own arc and then after that elma the one that is like the the sea dragon that really likes food she gets her own arc and they're wonderful like it, it they blew me away in terms of storytelling and and further world building too than what they've already done to the point where I'm like wow this is this is so much more than just like a cute slice of life anime this is like a fully well-rounded anime yeah that's like kind of now transcending just slice of life into like you know more into like real world conflicts that that everyone has to team together and fight together against so it, it's it's superb in its own way again people are going to be like why the fuck is miss kobayashi on there and yeah i know okay this is my larger discussion now and i'm going to wrap it up real quick my list is my list because i really enjoy these things and they have a meaningful impact on why i enjoy anime i could have added anime that that are 10 out of 10 in my mind like mashoko tensei or komi can't communicate or fucking steins gate uh I, no i haven't watched it oh um for, me. for you maybe yeah. yeah but like i i don't have don machi i don't have re-zero i don't have overlord i don't have um i like there's another like another series i really really loved a dead man wonderland i don't have that on there like there is a plethora of anime that i've watched that i view to be i might i probably rank higher i probably rank higher than soul eater and bleach and miss kobayashi and and my dress of darling but I didn't put them on there because they don't have the same impact. Sure. They're great in, in, in their own way. And, and yes, they're probably highly regarded by many other fans in the community, but they don't, they didn't bring me the same sort of satisfaction and the same feeling of like, this is why I watch anime that these did to me. Yeah. Like these all have a purpose and a meaning behind why I watch anime. Like again, Mushoko Tensei is in my opinion, one of the best isekais to ever create be created and it's still going on like i've watched overlord i've watched re-zero um konosuba is hilarious in its own way because it's like the the spoof comedy version right yeah. that that just talks about all the different tropes that's funny they're all great they're all i know frank disagrees about overlord but they're all I do, highly regarded it's, it's your opinion they're all highly regarded in the term in in isekai in the genre of isekais and i have none of them on here because they they didn't give me that same feeling of like, wow, this this has unlocked a new 
you know, a new part of my my anime love, or this is this has gone beyond what I've ever expected that an anime can do for me. Or as the mouth breathers would have. say, this is peak. Yes, yeah, so this is peak. No cap. Um, Fucking hell. Like, <laughs> that's a whole that's difference I, discussion we can have. It's it, just yeah. why the word peak is stupid. But anyways. Yeah. It that's that's why my list is the way it is like this there's plenty of other slice of life that i love there's plenty of other action adventure plenty other isekai plenty other name a genre yeah that i i probably like that that has maybe one or two that i love more than what i have but all of these hold a special place in my heart when it comes to making me feel and view anime in a different light They've all had a significant impact in some way, shape, or form. And truthfully, like, I don't think I'd be watching as much anime now as if I didn't have some of these here, especially Cowboy Bebop, Fooly Cooly, Fullmetal Alchemist, Bleach. Like, I wouldn't be watching more and more anime if it weren't for some of these. And then I've discovered more and more that are just, again, unlocking those other areas that I just could have never imagined. Yeah. So, so I, that's I will... my three by three. I want to ask one final question. We've wrapped up okay. our discussion about our three by threes, but I do want to ask you a question. Is there anything that is currently airing that might dismantle this three by three and make its way in? That's currently right. airing in this spring season, because to oh. me, there's two. I'm going to guess hell's paradise and. Um, not a galaxy next door. No, Galaxy Next Door is fun, but it's it's not the greatest adaptation. Is it a slice of life or is it an action? Well, I'm going to tell you, you're wrong about Hell's Paradise. Oh, uh, I would have both, thought just because of the hype. One is a slice of life and the other is kind of a, we'll go odd taxi type. Um, oh, God. I, the two, I don't know the two I... shows are Oshinoko. Yeah, which we, uh, yeah. we can get into a whole discussion about that outside of episode just one. Right, um, right. And the other is Skip and Loafer. Skip and Loafer has been a show that is just like from episode one, fucking grabbed hold of me and squished me and just wrung me out for any and all emotional and happiness that I had because it, it like, it's just like, here's a refresh of your happiness. Like, it has made me so unbelievably giddy and happy while watching it that no show has given me in a very long time. It is just such a feel goodsy show that I have week by week thoroughly enjoyed every single episode. I watched episode one. I was like, I need more of this immediately. Little sister who lives nearby. She's like, I have the, I have the full manga of what's out right now in English. Here you go. Next day dropped it off. It is a series that is, has quickly taken a stranglehold of my attention. It is so feel goodsy. It is so different from other slice of lives because there is while there is some drama, it's very low and is resolved pretty quickly. I would say that it's just such a feel goodsy show that I just cannot look away from it, and I need to just indulge in more. Yeah. So to me, Skip and Clover would be something that would dismantle my list in like a heartbeat, assuming that the anime um, continues at the pace it is. I like Skip and Clover. Skip and Loafer, I said. Run it back! Anyways. 
Run it back, chat. Anyways, so those would be the two yeah, shows no. that I would add uh, uh, to my list this current season. I don't know if I'd have one this current season. I'm not fully caught up on everything. Uh, the only one that I can think of that would do that would be like probably just Chainsaw Man um, in terms of like an action series. Because again, it's one I'm reading, one I'm fully caught up on, um, and it's just getting better and better week in and week out. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, I have weird ones too that I absolutely adored. Diamond Recipe for Happiness, Aquatope on White Sand, um, even like, uh, re is it, I can't redo, redo my life. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Like even that one was great. It gave me like a, the whole feeling of like, wow, what if I had that second chance to like, not do this one program and do this other program when I was going through school and like what my life could have been if I did, if I took that leap, like everyone asked that. Yep. So like there's, there's tons, tons that I've had similar feelings, but again, like this three by three list is is meaningful to me in that they've they've captured an area that just had never been like i i never could have imagined being done in an anime or like something that i just wasn't even aware of like being unlocked and yeah. there's there's going to be season in season out especially nowadays with just the the level of quality we're getting there's going to be anime that just blows my mind Ranking of Kings is one that probably it was on the precipice of making this list because of just how much emotions went into watching that day, like week in and week out. But again, like, did it do it fully for me? It sure as hell got close. There's one scene that I broke down like a baby uh, crying and, and couldn't stop, but it just didn't have that. Like it, the key just barely didn't fit in the lock. It couldn't, yeah completely unlatch unlatch it so yeah it's moral of the story is folks there's gonna be a shite ton of anime out there that you're gonna love but there's only gonna be those few that you truly hold dear to your heart and say without a doubt these are the ones that are it's going to stick with me time in and time out that have made a meaningful impact on my love for anime and will forever be treasured for what they've done to my you know my anime viewership yep well thank you all for watching with us tell us in the comments what your three by three and would listening be. with us yes to and us. listening Buy us. watching listening doing the things with us talking to us please let us know what your three by threes are we would love to hear it and any explanation between why you think that those should be on your list etc um there are no wrong answers unless it's tomodachi game so until next time spark triumph we'll see you then even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.